Hello and welcome back to Two Vegan Idiots. Carl Donnelly here. Julian Dean here. Uh, um, this is a pre-recorded message from uh, basically it's, this is it's a, not it's, real time. Well, it's, I mean, yeah, obviously everything's pre-recorded. It's a podcast, isn't it? That's the whole point of it. But um, this episode is one that we recorded before I uh, went on early. It's actually 1997 right now. <laughs> it's actually the first ever recorded podcast. Um, but I'm currently on paternity leave, sort of. I self-enforced um, because my daughter arrived two weeks ago. Unapproved early. by two vegan idiots. I know. I didn't, I, she did not uh, agree with the due date I'd given Julian to take leave. Uh, she decided to come out two weeks early. So basically, we've now got some episodes in the bank that you can listen to. Uh, just while I'm probably going to be off for about a week or ten days, just getting things up and running, and then we can start as normal. Um, this we, this episode, uh, we're joined by a bloody legend, mate. No, no words on that? <laughs> yeah, Finnison. Yeah, Finnison. Excellent, Did you think excellent I, guy. I thought you were going to finish it. Oh, sorry. That's by a, the way, I, I've had, I've gone very sleep deprived at the moment. I mean, I it's worth mentioning that again. Any sympathy, mate. <laughs> I've literally had I've a week I've got no of, excuse, though. A week I'm, of bout, I'm a baby. The most I've slept in any one bout in the last week is an hour. I think I've maybe an hour and a half. screaming in a child, though, so I suppose it's the yeah, same yeah. thing. <laughs> Um, um, this was by the, the yeah the great Jeff Innocent. Jeff Innocent, he, actually, he's been mentioned a few times <laughs> to get him on, um, but we, yeah, just we've never got round to it. Um, he, we all saw an excellent clip of, of his country. stand-up um, went round on Twitter the other a couple of weeks ago. Must yeah, at the Comedy Store. Yeah, check he's that one brilliant. out as well. He sort of yeah, how, you describe Jeff as one of the, I would say one of the the big dogs of the comedy circuit, like the live yeah. comedy circuit. Him and Julian Dean, I think, are the two. <laughs> At the polar ends of the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the far end. Um, so, yeah. It's a puppy and big dog. It was good to get him on. But so we did a little lockdown Zoom style thing with him. We actually recorded over Skype this one because Jeff is uh, older than most of our guests. So, he did didn't, it on um, his, uh, couldn't wait. He's basically laptop. Machine. was so he recorded shit. it on a four track. <laughs> <laughs> um so but yeah kick back and enjoy us talk to jeff innocent and we'll, i will normal service will uh, resume shortly when i'm back so thank you for your patience thank you Two vegan idiots. Dude, i'm starting recording now we've started recording so now you can stop saying all them racist things <laughs> just before we hit record <laughs> oh shit <laughs> Bite that what time. I was actually saying is I think carl donnelly i always thought you were in some early to mid 30s age range partly because of the sort of things you talk about on stage like yeah. bottoms <laughs> farting very, You're very immature man the, uh, way you dress, yeah. the way you dress those those you know that that sort of hipster type yes. vegan look yeah uh, I, it's very childish. I, I think you better sort yourself out man <laughs> I, I have up. I'll show you what I'm wearing now, actually. Just quickly before we start. So welcome okay. to the podcast, Jeff. Put some pepper pig trousers on. Um, I've got, actually, I've got a pair of absolute... But I've got Bob Marley shorts on. Have a look at these. Look at oh, 
dear, dear, dear. It's outrageous. Well, that was horrible. Absolute cultural appropriation of the highest order. Well, I don't think Bob Marley ever wore those shorts. Even if you're Jamaican and you wear those shorts, it's some weird form of cultural appropriation. <laughs> I always think it's funny when you see a Rasta man wearing a T-shirt with a cartoon of a Rasta man on. Yeah, it's not yeah. needed. It's not needed, is it? You know? <laughs> um. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. I bought these shorts because they I was in a shop in Melbourne and they were the worst. Like they're so gross. Like the materials shit and the pictures are all just horrible. Like and I just, they were so cheap and I just thought and it, you know when you see something that's do you ever see anything in a shop that's so bad you think I've got to buy it because I don't think I'll ever see anything that shit again. No, no, I never do that. I would never do that. That's the difference between you and me, Carl. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyway, what were you, were you yeah. saying about Jeff's shirt, by the way, when you said that? Yeah, I'm a, yeah. Wait, yeah. Julian, have we started? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, this is already the program, is it? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm being really to... abusive. That's not going to be good for my, my followers. I don't want them to know that I'm abusive behind the scenes. <laughs> I want them to think I'm just a lovely, cuddly old Jeff on stage. <laughs> so and again, in the green room. Yeah. My, my, my real show. Um, how are you? What's what's going on? You've grown a beard during since um, lockdown. Yeah, right. you know, I've grown a lockdown beard, which, which um, oh god, man, it, uh, the problem is the main problem is now it needs a trim. It's needed a trim for a while. I don't want to attempt it myself. Yeah, quite a little um, razors with the numbers on them. I've got one the other day, a little Gillette one. Just put a number. No, three on no, it. I want to go, go professional, over. man. I don't want to risk it. Really? You know, um, I'm waiting for some professional hipster barber to open up in Shoreditch. You know those ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just do it in an arrow or something. (laughs) Yeah, of course you do. You (laughs) live in in that the shape of a COVID. I I don't know what to do. So it started off okay. It looked a little bit jazzy. Then it went a bit hipstery. It's going through phases and going through the fisherman phase at the moment oh yeah i think so <laughs> i've also got the option of the victorian the chowdhury uh, yeah the sort of uh, <laughs> you know pre-raphaelite or the victorian political thinker i've got that option if you put the moustache up in a curly way but yeah. it's getting out of hand now man it's going to be it's going to be hillbilly soon yeah um, yeah it's good i am um, i had a routine briefly about how i was in deptford this is about two years ago, and I walked past. Uh, there was a, a window, and there was loads of really lovely antique furniture bits in the window. And I thought, oh, that's a nice antique furniture shop. I'm going to go and have a look at the bits. And I walked in, and it was a barber shop, <laughs> and it was just wow. a hipster barber shop that yeah. was, you could not have told it They've was a hipster like barber shop. They? The whole experience is a lifestyle when you go yeah, to yeah, yeah. But but here's the thing: I don't know if both of you have always had beards, but. Suddenly, you're having to buy oil and wax and yes. brushes. And remarkably, I I bought quite an expensive bristle beard brush that, that you're supposed to get, a specialist brush. Yeah. But it doesn't work as well as a little a little one that I found in, in as the little girl's hairbrush that cost a pound. <laughs> so I'm walking around. In fact, should I show it to you? Can I need yeah, yeah, the screen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's over here somewhere. Oh, here it is. Do you have a beard know. brush, Julian? I don't know if you can see it. I use it. a comb, actually. Oh, oh yeah. That's what I'm using. Look at that. <laughs> it so, looks like a proper, like, early 90s. It's a mini brush. Obviously, hair brush. Teenage girl's brush. Picture of a princess on the tag. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but, it, 
You don't want to be nicked carrying that, though, do you? <laughs> What's that doing in your in your bag? But it works just as well. So it's costing me a fortune to keep the beard. I, that looked dodgy so, like at the floor of your car, that brush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the boot. Yeah. Next to a black it? bin liner. <laughs> um, and a bit of lime, a shovel. <laughs> Sorry, why have we gone in this direction? It's your, um, but, but what, what I'm thinking thing. is um, I've got the beard to try and not look racist, yeah? Yeah. I thought the beard will help cut down on my racist look. Have um, you thought of stop being racist as well, or just <laughs> beard? Can you get bearded racist? Um, um, definitely. I think in America, I've seen uh, I've seen yeah. plenty of bearded racists. I do uh, think in the UK, dragon. Oh, anyway, I see with the glasses, right? Let me try this with the glasses. I feel like I look like the bloke that runs the prison library. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. It's been in there for life. Yeah. You go in there, and he's he's been in there for thirty years. Big yeah. beard. Levine, what, what, when it was what, that Levine, was it? In, what? in Shawshank. Uh, what was his name? And he come out and he worked in a supermarket for a little while and then oh, tragically okay. hung himself. <laughs> just couldn't, just couldn't adopt, adapt to the way of life on the outside, mate. Too much had changed. It's going to be me yeah. post lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. I did have a, I had a beard um, some years ago, just on the chin. Yeah. Because uh, I wanted to go for a slightly kung fu sort of magician vibe. Yeah, magician guru. I prefer guru. <laughs> okay, I, mean, I think everyone prefers yeah, guru to magician. No, 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 no magician guru. Yeah, but a sort of kung street fu street magic. Oh, yeah, um, but what happened is I was very happy with it for a few days, and then Gary Glitter. Okay, yeah. I don't know if you remember, he went to court in, in oh, Cambodia yeah. or somewhere. He had exactly the same beard. Just that and little I was bit, yeah. a bandana as well. So basically, I was just doing a Gary Glitter look inadvertently, oh. innocently, I know. And um, I didn't even know. And I walked on the stage and people started heckling me, going, get off your nonce, you know. And I didn't, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, that had to go, really, obviously. Um, but it did occur to me that there are innocent people walking around with certain facial hair and then someone makes it infamous. So like the Hitler moustache. Harold Chipman sure or someone. Walking around with little black moustaches. Then suddenly Hitler comes on the scene. You can't wear that moustache anymore, can you? No. Yeah, I think yeah. was it Richard Herring did a show, didn't it? Richard Herring did a show called Hitler Moustache okay. where he talked about, I think, you know, he sort of tried to reclaim it. So he grew one for the month oh, of Edinburgh. And, uh, and, yeah, he talked about the actual history of the moustache right, through Chaplin and all that. And wow. how basically it was a very popular moustache, and then Hitler ruined sure. it for everyone. Right. There you go. I mean, that's not the worst of Hitler's crimes. Let's be honest. No. Similarly, <laughs> what do you reckon the worst use of his crimes are? <laughs> his paintings are awful. Have you seen them? Yeah. Did you see in the news about his alligator? He had a pet alligator, and it died two days ago. Wow. Wow. Hitler's alligator. If oh, if that could talk, eh? I mean, yeah, that'd be even. I mean, if you could talk, it'd be oh, even madder if an alligator could talk. <laughs> it'd overshadow all of the deaths. Yeah, right? and it'd also overshadow all that Hitler stuff. Yeah, Just be a talking yeah, alligator. I mean, that, that guy that had that talking alligator <laughs> <laughs> with a weird tash. Uh, mm. Um. So I'll tell you what we had yesterday. I might, before I forget, we had um because obviously we've all noticed that nature. It's been overtaking slightly, isn't it? Like a 
sci-fi movie, the trees and seeing squirrels everywhere and, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had a magpie in the house situation. Oh, I read your tweet, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's all a bit sad now because it's in the garden, probably dying. Oh. And well, someone it, replied to your bad tweet story, that that's what they do. Like they, 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 uh, they, the they, they just die. No, they but they, um, the babies take a while to learn to walk and stuff. Apparently. Oh, well, it's walking okay. It's the flying part, but oh. it's quite big. It's not, you know, it's as, almost as big as a, an actual magpie. Oh. I'd seen it in the garden earlier, that, and I thought it was a, a young one that couldn't fly properly. It didn't look injured. And then in the afternoon, it came into the house, started eating the dog's food from the dog bowl. Oh, my God. Um, oh, bless it. And I, well, yeah, but I've got a whippet cross greyhound. It's not a good idea. They, they don't like that sort of thing. They don't like small animals so luckily it was in a different room but then it flew into my room where i am now and flew into the corner and, it, and then it got under the settee and it became a a big incident where i had to move the settee and um i had to try and get it out of the house because it was going near my records and i thought i don't want it pulling on my records and um I don't want it judging your record collections you know what <laughs> <I mean? laughs> you know what they're like <laughs> So what happened is it became a big thing where I had to move the furniture and create some system and, and way of getting out of the house with a sheet. And then I did a trail of bread and I, my wife phoned up the local city farm and they're talking me down via my wife, you know, so she's on the phone giving me instructions. My son who works in the city farm and does animal husbandry at weekends he's giving me other instructions and they're saying don't give it bread don't give it bread that's very and i think i don't care about i want to get it out of the house i'm not yeah, yeah, yeah. too worried about the bread the gluten and gluten intolerance it. of it oh but yeah it probably has it was whole milk it was whole milk okay that's all right so, oh that's all right yeah it wasn't mother's pride you can't but, give um, ducks bread and stuff can you oh you're not meant well you to. shouldn't give any birds bread really should you i think yeah. um but it was there was a situation where it was just me and the bird looking at each other, and it was like man versus magpie. It was a very natural state was, of nature situation. What's the, the sitch at the moment then? Where, where's the bird? Well, it's a sad situation. In the, the outcome oven. was, in a, I, I got I had to get behind it with a yeah. The outcome was I just let the dog in to sort it out. Yeah, but the outcome was I got behind it with a sheet. A chair fell over to scare it like a ghost. And that, no, that you no, no, to yeah, <laughs> it looked at my beard and it started nesting. Um, <laughs> a chair fell over and made a banging sound, and that made it run out of the house. Okay, and but then I closed the back door, and for hours I was looking out of the window, thinking you're out there somewhere spooked by the by the magpie. Um, and then you know, looking for it, like, and then this morning, when I went out in the garden, there it still was, unfortunately. Oh, and bless the it. parents keep swooping down, nudging it to try and get it to fly out of the garden, but it, it can't, and I think... It might, it, it might get strong enough, it might heal, eh? Nature's quite good like that, isn't it? Hopefully. Well, when, it's good that you're... Like, the wing might be damaged or something. Ending spin on this story, but um, I don't think that's... It's looking a bit battered now as well. So... Ooh. Yeah, I know. So I'm trying to turn the story around to make it happier at the end, but I can't. 
can't get a punchline on this. You don't need one, mate. It's like life doesn't have a punchline. Yeah, on man, it's just it. nature creeping in and um, and me dealing with it like like. Um, and Can you not just take it a little bit of bird food and just put it down for it until it gets strong enough? Or oh, you're so lovely, aren't you? Julian? <laughs> Um, yeah, I could. I mean, there is bird food. Spatting it up actually. and then cook that's it. What, do you know what I mean? I, let's put Yeah, I'm going to do that. Do you know that? I'm going to put some food out and um, some warm milk. A little fry up or something. Yeah, black Egg pudding. Sandwich. And uh, so that's, that's, that's one of the things that's happened to me during lockdown, that big bird incident. <laughs> it's nice uh, to have an incident in a way, isn't it, in lockdown. It keeps you keeps you busy a bit like i i yeah. i cooked rice yesterday and i dropped the rice all over the carpet and apart <laughs> from that, me fire, that give, me so, give me something to do do you know what i mean yeah yeah get your chopsticks out and do it one well, at a time I, um, for the first uh, i don't know about you but we're all comedians and for the first two or three weeks i was um, struggling to to cope with not going out at the weekend and doing what we do and i Oh. Hello, it's going a bit wonky. Oh, there we go. Your Wi-Fi went, it yeah, went you're a you're bit glitchy. Yeah, it was replaced by me sort of thinking about all the other things because it, 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 it realised that comedy just dominates my life. Um, yeah, totally. You know, just the performance is just the payoff. Yeah. You're thinking about it, you're writing, you're walking around, and um, it's it pretty much all-consuming and to to the expense of other things that I used to do. And I, I used to be a DJ. I've got a massive um, record collection, um, which has been lying dormant. And I I saw that uh, an internet radio station was looking for DJs, so it inspired me to start sorting all my music out. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's been taking days and days and days um, because I've got years of music. So that's something that I've got into that I used to do all the time before comedy. That was my obsession. Yeah. Uh, Jamaican that's music, great, though, isn't DJ, it? That reggae. That you're doing that, yeah. So you've got, um, like, turntables and that at home, yeah? Yeah. Can I, can I show you the stuff? Or, or of course, yeah. Be, I don't know. Hold the on, brush, the turntables. I don't know if you're going to pick. I don't know if you can see. There's seven inches there. Can you uh, see Oh, yeah. Bloody hell. Wow. Yeah, that's all Jamaican seven inch yeah wow. that's what you use they're just cds i won't be using those but here's um here's the uh here's my setup here's my decks there see that oh, oh, no. see that technic yeah what are they technic 1210s yeah one's a 1210 one's a 12 um there's there's the best album in the world <laughs> the world of world. max by i'm <laughs> signing on with <laughs> so i've got some so this is all reggae here over here is um, sort of jazz and soul and stuff like that. Can you see right. that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and over here is more Whoa. more reggae. So, you know, that's what I used to do before I was a comedian, obsessed about music. And yeah. over the years, you know, you know what it's like with comedy. It, it takes over your life. Um, so now I can't even imagine going back. Let's put some more light. I don't even want to go back, man. No, it's, yeah, that's what we've been, me and Julian have been talking about this, about, like, you know, the quieter way of life, where you're not out every night doing gigs and stuff, isn't something we'd really considered what we'd really love. But then you do it, and it's great. It's so nice. It's lovely, it is, isn't it? 
Oh, yeah. And actually, you can have my material about looking like a bouncer and all that. If you want. <laughs> well, I, I reckon oh, in about I could 15, do that, 15 years, I'm going to start looking like you are. Yeah, you? you probably will. Baldy. So, I have to say, and it's a remarkable thing that something so that we all love, we all love doing, and we're all good at doing. Now, I'm, I'm really enjoying not doing it, not even thinking about it in the slightest. And I never thought I'd get to that stage. But yeah, yeah, music yeah. has come back into my life the only problem is i think probably i'm at home all the time so i think my wife and son probably driving them mad having mm. me around the house <laughs> because we go away a lot don't we yeah 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 it's just ignore me actually i don't it's just, just carry on as if i'm not there <laughs> he's been well, dead for four weeks just like a sixth sense and uh, they live their life i'm in the house but i'm just a bloke you might have died of covid two months ago <laughs> you're just a ghost <laughs> Kidding magpies and cleaning records. That's, that's all I do here. Saving lives and playing yeah. music, mate. It's what it's about, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It is. It it's, is um, but it's like they reckon it looks like so they're opening shops in June. So that suggests to me that they're gonna that the we we're probably gonna be back gigging quicker than we actually thought. A lot what of people so? well, Yeah, a lot of people were saying it wouldn't definitely wouldn't be till at least the end of the year. But I think if they're opening shops as normal by mid June that's so much well, as, as normal, no social distancing, no just... Well, I think they're, I think they're, yeah, yeah. they recommended social distancing, but there's not like... I don't think it's, there's not going to be like queuing and shit, is there? I don't yes, know about theatres yeah. and oh. stuff like that, One though. Like, in the shop at a time and all that, I think. Yeah, I, like uh, the old news agents days before school, innit? You could only two school children and all that. Yeah, that's what it was Teeth be. and all that No stuff. roller skates. That's right. That's <laughs> don't outside. kick my dog. Well, they still have that in my local corner shop. Three they do it in our one, yeah. Because they're evil school children, aren't they? I feel they? very privileged just yeah, walking yeah, yeah. past the kids as an adult and just, oh, hi there, you know what I mean? Yeah. It just, yeah, just I, lets me in, feeling. not I knowing I'm going to rob the place dry. <laughs> Sometimes I, I, slightly, I slightly bump them out of the way as well. Yeah. yeah. superior attitude. You know what they're um, queuing? Get out of the way, man. Oh, I've been on a scooter Um what, an electric one? No, no, no. I, I do want to get one of those. Cause They're fucking to... incredible. I've been yeah, on one the last few days. I didn't. Yeah, like they look a bit those. weird, but when you're on it, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to get one. Well, Joe Jacobs, our colleague, lent me a, a kick scooter. No, sorry, yeah. gave it to me a couple of years ago. It's quite an expensive item. It's a very strong, well-made one. It's the top-of-the-range scooter before it becomes electric, and um, it's absolutely fantastic. It's just feels great and it's it's a good form of exercise but i've even been shopping to the supermarket with it so i can get 70 quids worth of shopping on the scooter two and bags on the handlebars without paying yeah yeah so i've really enjoyed the scooter that's been good fun and is it one with, uh, like, normal bike wheels, obviously smaller, like a pump-up wheels? It's quite fast, No, no, you don't want those unless they're puncture-proof. Ah. Um, if you buy an electric scooter, you must make sure the tyres are puncture-proof because on the first day you will get a puncture and you'll be in trouble. And that's what happened. You know this grey one that's very popular with the red trim? Yeah. That's, that's what popular. my son's got one of those, yeah. But his they, wheel... They were, Sold by Halfords, and people were buying them on a monthly. You could pay monthly. They're made in China, I think, aren't they? They look like they're so good. They look like iPhones. They're really good, but the first generation, 
didn't have puncture-proof tires, and uh-huh. and the, they were getting punctures in the first week. So they've upgraded the scooter. So if you are going to get one, make sure that's a feature. Right. Okay. My son's friend's one goes like 23 miles an hour. It's a pro yeah. one. They're about 500 quid. But yeah, you just charge them up at home. How long? How far do they go for? I don't know. I mean, well, I've rode so a couple of miles it? on it. You can charge them up at your destination for work. Yeah, also, I, I, I've got this injury. I had an accident last year, didn't I? I've got this got an injury to my ankle called drop foot, where the nerves on the front of your ankle and your lower calf go, and you can't you can't move your foot. So it's almost like a dead foot. Really? Yeah, yeah, I know. I thought it was going to be temporary, and I'm realizing I think it might be a thing I've got to cope with for the rest of my life. So, I've, I, when I was in South Africa, that was the last gigs I did before the lockdown. I bought some really cool African walking sticks. So I thought if I'm going to, because I need to walk with a walking cane now, right? Balance. So, I've, I'm styling it out. I thought if I've got to do this, I'm going to try and look good with my limp. But the point is. One of those electric scooters would be like um would be like a mobility vehicle for me, you know. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. Really good, man. Really smooth. Amazing. Yeah. They're amazing. I so, think yeah, they're definitely, and also there's less self consciousness about them. How do you not feel self conscious on on the push one? Like I I still think I would feel a little bit self conscious on one of them compared to an electric. Yeah, it's funny that I think there's less self consciousness. I think in the last year certainly. You see them about a lot, don't you? In people's attitudes. In fact, I used to see businessmen men on them going through the yeah, city and too, right there and no, stuff. If anything, some eggs. attitude is anti-scooter because they think they're dangerous. I'm going to get one, man. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I really want one of the electric ones. You can just fold them up as well, quite small. Yeah, if anyone's out there listening to this that wants to sell... Wants to sponsor the podcast. They think they look stupid on it. <laughs> you might have bought it. You thought it looked stupid. No, you don't know what to do. I've seen um, Rob Broderick, uh, a bando man. He's got a really good one. He's he's scooted over to my house once on it, and yeah, it's just it was it's quite chunky, but then it does fold down. But he just like yeah, yeah his was wicked. It was proper like industrial. It's all good, uh, at the man. Form a band or a gang. That's all. <laughs> That's the shit, gang. Great old bearded blokes riding around on electric scooters. <laughs> Like the Warriors. Do you remember the Warriors film? Yeah, I love the Warriors film. Wicked film. The baseball furies drop the ball. Really good soundtrack. Drug dealers use them now, don't they? Drug dealers use scooters now. I've seen them in the Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an ideal ideal vehicle for that that enterprise, isn't it? Because you turn up quickly. Some local Yeah. Mopeds as well. Mopeds are popular because you look like you're just delivering... uh, Chinese takeaway. Hold on, you went yeah. a bit off then. The one well, the moped. Yeah, mopeds obviously like you you can just drop it off as if you're delivering oh, takeaway. Get a delivery box on the back, fill it up with coke. Yeah. Exactly. You're sorted, mate. You're dropping right. off loads of bugle. It's a good little business yeah. model. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna be doing. I've given up comedy. I'm gonna be becoming a drug dealer after all this. <laughs> just a big time London gangster. Like You're gonna be a DJ. Julian's just unemployed for life and I'm gonna become <laughs> a drug dealer. What? I'm professional sign honour. Is this what you're hearing then that people don't want to go back because they're enjoying Well, it's weird because uh Freddie Quinn, I think it was, put a gig out the other day. I think it was Freddie or somebody on professional and normally he gets like four hundred people. He got sixteen. 
That wasn't well, from thought... Freddie, that was from someone else. So, uh, What you mean for when we resume, a date for when we yeah, resume? Yeah, like later on in the year, people right. people just, yeah, maybe, maybe that's the case. A lot of people will drop off. Well, I, um... won't come back. You mean some people won't come back? Yeah. I did have a fear that, you know, when Muhammad Ali uh, dodged the draft and they, they banned him from boxing for three years and all boxing fans believe that that would have been his golden era. That's when he would have reached his height and we were robbed of the best three years where he would have been at his peak because when he came back, he was slower, fatter, wasn't the same. Yeah. Rope dope. And I do fear that that might be me in comedy. <laughs> this this I was six just months or whatever. To a point where I was just knew what I was doing and I just thought <laughs> I could take it to another level. And then the virus came in and robbed me of my, my golden ear. And when I go back, I'll be a bit mainstream or something. <laughs> a bit. But he came back and won the title after that, didn't he? Well, he did. He did. And, and in terms of history and drama, it was an incredible period for him. But in terms of athleticism, I think most people agree we were robbed of his, his, his greatest period. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I think like, you know. It's lucky we've not got ath- athletics doesn't really play into our job. So that's handy. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'll have, to, I'll have to stop doing the back flips on stage, I suppose. Do you, know, do you know? Have you ever seen? Do you know a comedian? And this isn't. I'm not going to dig a comedian out on here or anything. But um, Joseph Wilson, the guy who does the impressions. Do you know him? I love Joseph. He. Um, I, I did a gig with him where he did a backflip or a front flip on stage. He just had this bit where he just did it out of the blue. It was sort of like a Freddie Star type moment, and uh, and he did it and he dislocated his shoulder. And then, oh. and he carried on. Clearly, have it clearly in. <laughs> Must, must have been excruciating like pain and he was delirious with pain he was trying to carry on his set and it was one of the most harrowing things I've ever watched well that is amazing I don't want to top trump that guy but when I had my accident on because I had an accident on that scooter that the scooter I use I had an accident on that came off it yeah uh, and knocked Knocked a load of my teeth. I've hardly got any teeth at the top of my head. That's why I thought the beard might divert from that. I knocked a load of teeth out. No, it is funny, but I also uh, broke a kneecap and an elbow. But I should have gone to the hospital, but I don't know if I was in a state of shock. I was working at Brighton Comedia on a Sunday. My arm, it was obviously broken, but I don't know what I was. I went and did the gig. Yeah. With all loose teeth that wiped up the blood. <laughs> no, seriously. I don't want to talk Trump that guy. No. But on reflection, I thought, why did I do that? How weird is that? Why didn't I just go straight to A&E? I was obviously all mucked up. But it was yeah. some... Did, you know, did, the... did you know your arm was broken? No, no, but... Oh, exactly. It, it ballooned to such a size. Yeah. Uh, but, you, just but, thought, but, you just thought your I arm had, had just bridge. grown a bit. Probably <laughs> just... Could have tied it into the act, you know. Guns are looking good. (laughs) (laughs) But I couldn't speak properly, and I had to hold the mic in some weird, mucked-up way (laughs) because I couldn't put my arm down. And the other acts were going, what are you doing here? I went, oh, no, you know, like, so I've got to do it, man. Got to carry on. How weird is that? That, That's weird. Um, Anyway, so... Yeah, because I remember Mark Olver broke his ankle walking on stage, didn't he? Jumped. Well, he carried on today. I think he did, yeah. The adrenaline of a gig, you can kind of yeah. ride 
pain through a bit, I guess. Yeah. But it's funny you could do that on a gig, but then it, like if you get like a paper cut at home, you're just fucked for right. the afternoon. Yeah. Just wailing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get a bit of lemon juice in a cut, and you're like Ooh, yeah. rolling well, around. Got a weekend to do. I'm not going to do it. Hey, I wrote a joke actually. I wrote a lockdown joke. It's so got a week, like a really, but joke. I can hear still. I've got a dad joke, and it oh. was um, all it was was because um, I do jokes on my son at home. Yeah, who's 15, and if I think of something that makes me laugh, it's and it was just. It, I'm sure I'm not the only one who thought of this. It was um, big up all the key workers at Simpsons. <laughs> and, <laughs> And he really groaned at that. I thought he was going to phone Childline. So I have been busy. <laughs> I have been busy writing material. <laughs> have you actually written any? I've been like, have you? Because I've not written. Uh, much. I haven't. I think I wasn't sure how it would be when we go back. And I think initially I thought we're all going to have to go back, talk about the lockdown and yeah, our experiences. Definitely. But now I'm beginning to think I don't think that's what people want, are going to want to hear about. Uh, you know, it's got, and also every comedian is going to come on with their toilet roll stories, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if audiences actually won't want that. You know, hey, do you want to sit look at my dog? Yeah, is it there? What is uh, it? Yeah, it's a whiffer. I saw two lovely whippets earlier on on um, Wormwood Scrubs. I saw somebody walking. That, through. Sorry, take that box out in the garden. Um, what he <laughs> is is. Um, can you go out? You're making a noise. No, I can't. Come, say hello. <laughs> say hello. Uh, say hello. Say hello to everybody. <laughs> You're making a noise. Making a noise with the box. Give Carl a kiss. That's it. Um, he's um, a half whippet, half greyhound. Oh, lovely. Do they he's sleep? So, awesome. Do they sleep a lot and then just you so say they you can yeah, walk they do, quite, yeah. quite short bursts on the walk, but then they just sleep That's a lot. It. Yeah, I mean, you can, my wife takes him out in the mornings for two, up to two or three hours for his big walk, and in the afternoon, I'll give him a, a short walk, but they don't need a lot of exercise, um, they just need to just need to chase a magpie every now and again <laughs> in the garden. Um, um, yeah, there's a lot, because I live near Wormwood Scrubs, and today, I walked across it, and there was loads, I mean, today you can tell, like, people are starting to just go, fuck this, and there was loads of groups just sitting, having a drink and all that. But yeah, there were some lovely dogs. There was yeah, this person had two lovely little whippets. Just yeah, just they're lovely little back. dogs. Though. Yeah, yeah. Are um, you exercising, Jeff? Are you still doing like uh, was it capoeira and stuff like that you were doing? Oh, oh no, Krav uh, Maga. Krav Maga. Yeah, no, I've, it, yeah. I've, I've made a decision to stop because of my foot. Okay. I've, I've taken up because I have do have a continued interest in martial arts through my whole life and. Um, for quite a few years, I was studying Krav Maga, which is uh, is uh, like an Israeli army thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Israeli army use it. It's an unarmed combat. Um, it's very effective, and I did enjoy doing it. But I've got so many injuries, you know, with and the foot has made it difficult. So what I've done is I'm teaching myself um, a stick fighting technique <laughs> online. I know it sounds funny, but but there's there's a few stick fighting sort of what, uh, kendo uh, or something like that yeah but it's it's for walking stick fighting <laughs> um i know it's yeah everyone laughs and i think it's a fighting art where you use your walking stick right um, so i've but i've got enough i've got enough uh, repertoire anyway so it's making it easy for me to learn the angles 
But yeah, so I've got walking sticks and I stand in front just of Just hold the, it like a baseball bat and just swing. <laughs> well, yeah, you do. There are, well, you can use the hook to hook people down and hook their legs away. And it's, there's some very basic stuff like pushing the stick up to their throat, putting it behind their head, bringing them down onto your knee. Yeah. Just some basic moves. But there's also some very complex moves. But so I've re, I'm not training. I'm not doing any fitness. Is there, really. a, is, there a ne- is there a next stage up for that? Like where it's like Zimmer frame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be great, wouldn't it? It would be. <laughs> I'm not at that level yet, man. That's the black belt level. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, just take down somebody and put it across their chest on the floor. Um, yeah, yeah. Have you, ever seen, have you ever seen a film called Blind Fury? It's an 80s karate film with Rutger Hauer as a blind guy. And he's got a big walking stick. He's got a walking stick, but when he pulls it in half, there's a sword that comes out of it. Whoa. It's wicked. It's, um, it's, it's a very good yeah, I, film. I did look at a couple of those when I was in South Africa. You know, in foreign countries, you can often buy weapons that are illegal here. Um are you frozen and I don't know if you can still hear me. So yeah. I'm going to yeah. stop talking in case the whole thing's frozen. No, you're you're on. I bought a few few okay. flip knives in Belgium when I went there with my school once. Yeah, oh, that's what everyone did at and school. And some we, CS gas. We bought um, loads of big like firecracker bangers. Yeah, and yeah. They, and those packs of cards with like grot on them, like. Yeah, yeah, just porn, porn and violence. <laughs> <laughs> How was your cultural trip? Just come that back with porn and violence. Coming back to <laughs> Just come oh, back. It's quality. But yeah, um, yeah I don't. I've, what are you, so ex- have you still exercising, Julian, or have you fallen off the wagon a bit? I've had a few, not fallen off the wagon. I've had a few rest days, man. I just, I've been feeling a bit like zonked, man, the last few days. Like even sitting up like this, I'm just a bit achy and that. Um, but I had a little jog today, just like literally four minutes and then just sunbathe just to feel my body a bit. But yeah, yeah, yeah I just feel a bit flat. I need to rest for a couple, maybe a day more. Yeah. I'm going to get, get cracking with a handstand push ups. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like, yeah, I don't want to, yeah, I, I've not, I've not stopped though. My mind is still wanting to do it. Yeah. But you've got to listen to your body a bit, ain't you? As yeah, I get into my thirties now, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, I went for a lovely run down the canal yesterday. That was nice, you know, just to get some new surroundings. I hadn't been down there since lockdown started. Oh, it's beautiful, just like it's quiet. How far is that from your house then? Um, I did a loop that was about five k. Um, that's, that's a good jog, man. Five k a day is something I'd like to. I I do one k. You know what right. I mean. Um, but 5k would be nice amount. I'll tell you what I've learned though. I'm better, you know, so I used to run with headphones in, I'd listen to music or an iP or like a podcast. I actually realized I run better when I don't have any distraction and I just, right. I just, I can just think and run. I find it, I find I can actually just be more distracted from the act <coughs> itself of exercise if I'm yeah. just thinking rather than listening to something. Mm-hmm. It's quite an interesting. I, yeah, learn. people. People I know have said that who jog a lot. Yeah, do that as well. No music at all. Yeah, yeah. When I'm out with my dog, I hate joggers and runners getting in yeah. my way. They're so superior with their attitude, aren't they? As if we shouldn't be there because <laughs> that's their running space. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. One of those, particularly Victoria Park. They're like fascists over there, man. 
Um, so it was quite busy over I... Victoria Park, wasn't it, during lockdown? People weren't really social distancing, I, I saw. It's a lovely park, though, isn't it? Oh, it's amazing. It's a fantastic park. Though. It's so huge, it, its borders touch on lots of different areas. Hackney, Bethnal Green, uh, Mile End. You know, it's a huge park that's split into two. It's a beautiful, big Victorian park, but you're right. That was one of the ones they closed because people weren't weren't uh, adhering uh, to social distancing and yeah yeah which is a shame you know we drive Sporting over there sometimes with the kids and stuff it's nice over there isn't it you know that kids they got that big slide thing there haven't they yeah and that there's that cafe on the corner is fantastic as yeah well. the bygles and stuff it's a fantastic park actually apart from the runners man <laughs> band and mate I don't mind it. I don't, I don't, do you know what? I don't mind it. them over with your walking stick next time, isn't it? Oh, that's a new technique. It's around the neck just when they go past. <laughs> Yank them back. I don't understand why runners continue to run on concrete when they know uh-huh. it's going to muck up their knees at some point in their life. If you asked any physio or doctor, they would say, don't run on concrete, but they still do it as if they're invincible, you know, I guess because they're young, but it's not a good thing. It's not yeah. good for your knees. No. I always right. find like yeah, a little bit more support. I've, I've got. I always like. I, I, I've got like. It's almost a tier of runners that I'm a bit uncertain about. Anyone who's got too much gear on them, I'm always a bit like, mate. You're literally going for a run. It's the most natural thing in the world. You don't That's need to true. have a waistband with shit coming out of it and uh, yeah, headband yeah. with headphones stuck to it and yeah. ankle <laughs> socks and all this shit. Yeah, a running rucksack and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, leave it. Uh, out, with a water tube. Those yeah. Ones. Yeah, yeah, Dan. When they're doing like one K. Yeah, exactly. They go yeah. for three loops of the park. Ah. They're not fucking they're not doing <laughs> the Himalayan trek. You know, I always think that about comedians, Carl Donnelly. Yeah. Who take drinks on stage. And they're I only doing all, twenty minutes. I don't always take drinks on stage. Oh, okay. so I don't I don't actually have a set rule. That's I think what I don't I agree. I don't like when comedians take a drink on stage as an affectation to yeah. use on punchlines or to look like they're um, calmer than they actually are. Yeah, although having said that, you just reminded me, I always thought that Ian Cognito did it rather brilliantly, the way he held his drink up to the audience. Do you remember his style? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd almost toast them, wouldn't he? Yeah, his was almost in a character, wasn't it? But I think I've seen loads of comics over the years who... Yeah, he was good. Well, take a sip on a punchline as if saying to the audience now is your time to laugh and clap and yeah, it's like, yeah. and like I'm, I'm an yeah. audience member at that point thinking i'll be the judge of that mate you, yeah <laughs> yeah you know i mean course, I, if i'm drinking on stage it's genuinely because I'm young, holding bottles of beer. yes i suppose if you're doing an hour it's different isn't it than 20 minutes yeah i would also i'd never hold you know the, the one mic in one hand bottle of beer in another uh, that, uh, to me that is a no-no put it down do your stuff. Okay. If you need liquids, go and grab a little sip. But yeah. that's my, yeah, I don't have, I think holding it at the same time, that feels to me like, yeah. look how cool I've I am. I've got a bottle of beer. the bottle in their back pocket as well. Oh, come on. Yeah, I know. It's very street. Very street. Trying yeah. to look urban. Also, it wouldn't fit in my pockets, mate. My jeans are far too tight They're for tight, that. tight, man. Those big, <laughs> tight, gay jeans you wear. It's, Drink honestly, fire, you've got, you've, your obsession with my, the tightness oh, of no, my no. jeans. That, the way that wording doesn't sound good. <laughs> Dude, it's Tom a decade. Ward, Tom Ward's another one. Hmm. Yeah, but it's um. I've have you. I, I don't like a baggy jean makes me look much 
fatter than I am. So, so a skinny jean for me just gives me a little bit of shape. Okay. Yeah, it's about silhouette sometimes as well. The look on stage, isn't it? Silhouette. Yeah. Yeah. You That's why that. Julian wears a jester hat and <laughs> platform shoes. <laughs> Stand like that. Stand like Jamiroquai. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've gone through some looks though yourself. You, Jeff, I've seen you wearing your your sort of a suit. I've seen you wearing yeah smart cash. I've seen you wearing full cash. Yeah. African gums. I think I might be coming back with this more. African type. I don't know. Black up. Beard. <laughs> it's what? Sorry. Black up. Yeah, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Oh, yeah. Just gone all the oh, way dear. with it. Oh, wow. What's that, that top you've got on, Jeff? Is that, about, I think. is that an African top I think, you have on? I tell you the area I really like is that, and probably something that I try to achieve even on an unconscious level, that period of of mods to hippies, you know, early who, late small faces, slightly modish but with a caftan, yeah, the hair. There's a lovely period, and maybe that's what I'm trying to to get. Right, my look, I love that look. Yeah, but then, yeah. You know, sometimes it's mood, isn't it? But but sometimes, but I, I feel like I'd like to come back with a different look. Um, yeah, well, if I I'm feeling that as well. Like, I'd like to wear brighter colours. I've been thinking because I just wear black all the time or dark. Yeah, wear, might wear a pink T-shirt. You know, what I mean? <laughs> a pink no, onesie. You need, <laughs> you need your man of mystery a pink dress. <laughs> Might dress like a princess. <laughs> Snow White. <laughs> just don't reference it. <laughs> Um, right, we should probably wrap things up, I reckon. Um, okay. Speakers for coming questions on, Jeff. For me before I go. Say again. Any major questions for me before uh, I go? Let's have a think. Uh, what do you think of Dominic Cummings? <laughs> oh, I think it's a diversion. I have no interest in something so trivial when there's people dying all over the world of starvation. You know, it is a bit trivial, isn't it? Like yeah, a whole yeah, yeah. hour press oh, conference just asking him about that. Of moral bloody that moralizing that bourgeois moralizing over something so trivial and unimportant you know you know it, it, you know that when a bloody human trafficking going on immigrants trying to get to europe there's all such terrible terrible things going on in the world there's refugee camps where millions of children are starving and yet the media want to talk about dominic cummins i think it's just a diversion and i don't think people should be pulled pulled into anything so so yeah. it, it, I've got no view on that apart from what I've just said. But do you think but it's sorry. a conscious diversion or do you think it's just the nature of well, the obsession with the media on small things in our island rather than ever giving a shit about further afield? Um, I think, uh, well, I think it's a, yeah, I don't know if it's a conscious diversion or it's just that's the way capitalist ideology works, that it will always avoid those things. But I think there's something about the British psyche where they like to, moan about stuff like that i remember yeah. with the with the um the tories and their um uh, uh, expenses row some years ago do you remember that yeah, yeah. everyone no one was worried about you know what the tories are doing or multinational <laughs> corporations or the environment the, the tories were were fiddling their expenses and i thought yeah, that's yeah, such yeah. a diversion it's so definitely important and people get pulled into that so um I, it's another I, one of those I, things. I, I think I think part of it is subconsciously people know 
that they have very little influence on like convincing their government to do anything about big things overseas so that when they sniff a scalp they can get they just yeah. obsess about it because they feel like this right. is one one we could win essentially is what i think yeah, that's what goes through especially um on the phone in programs it's a big topic today i noticed yeah yeah, yeah. Like the radio people that's what phone in programs are for isn't it for people to to air that you're right yeah, yeah, yeah. So. there was a few I accidentally for the first time in I don't know how many years do you remember the right stuff on channel 5 in the morning it's now yeah. got like I don't oh, even know oh yeah, so, yeah I nearly went on that but then I Jeremy Vine now isn't it it's Jeremy Vine but Jeremy Vine's not hosting it at the minute somebody else is I've got no name but I just I flicked past it yesterday just as somebody was calling in going like just, I don't get what the problem is. He's done nothing wrong. He's caring about his kids. And I was just like, <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah. really funny. I've heard a phone in it for months. It is funny. It is funny that people get bogged down in these these disputes when when the world is ending, you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when you think about what's going on environmentally, I just think it's a priority thing, that's all. Fair enough. Yeah. That is an issue. The Dominic Cummings thing is an issue. But me, my personal political priorities don't put that anywhere where I couldn't be bothered to have a conversation about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's too many other things that, that I'm interested in, like magpies, for example. Is that right? Like saving magpies' lives. Yeah. And I want, if we're going to end soon, I want Judy, and I think you're right, I want I want people who are watching this to know that I'm that sort of guy. You know, like, exactly. I'm an animal carer, I'm a lover of animals, and um, yeah. I'm going to save that magpie. Exactly. Um, you know, I'm going to befriend it. I'm going to bring it into the house and turn it into a pet and bring it up like Kez. You know Kez? <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Kez. My pet. I'm going to bring it to work, man. I'm going to bring it on stage. <laughs> that would be yeah. a new look. <laughs> Just yeah, on your shoulder. Look, Wearing Jeff, a caftan. People will be like, have you seen Jeff recently? He's Just rolling on your scooter. Rolls on a scooter wearing a caftan. He's got a magpie on, on his shoulder. Handlebars, man. <laughs> That's a new look. That's a new look. Magpie man. That's the end of it, so sorted. The whole story of the magpie in the house. It needs a little bit of abuse about when I was young or something to jazz it up, of course. But, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, thanks a lot, man. Hey, nice talking to you guys. I've missed I've missed hanging out with the comedians. Do you know that? Yeah. I, I didn't realise until I'm talking to you and thinking, oh, yeah, that, that banter and that fun we have yeah. in, in, the, in the green room. I've missed that. That's so, what I think um, a lot. That's what we've from talking to comedians. We've had that a lot where people have said like they're not massively missing being on the road and things like that. But what they are missing sure. is the camaraderie of a green Yeah. Room. Yeah. So yeah. Well, so, so good to All see right, you. Then, Thanks we'll for inviting me. Good to see you, Jeff. Stay well. Hope your foot feels better soon. Well, it's one of those one. I have better days and bad days, but it's just psychologically taken on board the fact that I'm now walking with a limp. But I've styled it out. So although it's called, although it's called drop foot, I'm calling it yardy foot. Right. That's the way the way it makes me walk. Yeah. Do you know where that walk comes from? Do you know that walk? What yeah. Know? I don't know where foot. it comes from though. No. Well, it originates from guys having to carry their machete in their trousers on the plantation uh, to uh, drag one foot. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where it comes from. Oh. Okay. That's, that's its social cultural origins. Right. Okay. In the same way that, say, the trousers hanging down come from prison. Yeah. You know that as well, I suppose. No, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah that comes prison. from uh, like people having things too big for them in prison, doesn't it? 
so that's uh, that's a, 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 a nod to that look, uh, and that's where that comes from. I don't suppose anybody that walks like that even knows that that's where it comes from, but that's the origins of that Jamaican walk. So oh, um, yeah, so there nice. you go. There Gorgeous. we go. Ended with a little bit of culture, man. Right. Yeah, man. Right. Right. Celestia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.